It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Hello, amigos. You have reached the end of your work week. I know you're excited about that here as well. If you're a Pelicans fan... No doubt you're excited about last night. Pels getting it done. One game to go as the Pels took care of business, as we like to say in these parts. alley through the hands of Brown. Now Clark, leave it for Harper. Steps into a right wing three. Five in a row for Jared Harper. Oh, get in there, little man. Yes. And have some. Everybody eats. Exactly. Last night was awesome. Pels win, Spurs lose. I'll tell you what that means shortly. It's Looking forward to the weekend. The Masters. Round two underway. Tiger Woods' first round. Remarkable. He's got to tee off in round number two. That is coming up at 1241 our time. So we will follow it during the show. And he is at one under par. Shooting a 71 yesterday. Your leader, Sunjay M. He is four under. Cameron Smith is four under. He tees off at 1230. Schwartzel, three under. Connors, Willits, Neiman, Shuffler at three under. Dustin Johnson's two under. Moriaka, one under. So Tiger, I mean, he's three shots off the lead. Kind of remarkable considering he has yet to tee off now. Him still has a couple of holes to go. He's four under 311. So we'll keep that in mind and focus. You'll hear from Michael Collins, America's caddy. It's the name of his podcast. Uh, they refer to him over on ESPN. He is their golf analyst. And we'll get your take there as well as part of one of our questions of the day. So we mentioned the Pelicans taking care of business last night. Pels getting the 127-94 win. It was a no-doubter last night. Much better, much different effort, obviously, than the last time these two teams met a week ago to start that road trip. A game that Pels did win but had to get it in the four Um you know, in the fourth quarter and all. Coming up on today's show, you know, Rafael Esparza will join us at 115. Marlon Favorite at 215. Leo's at 230. And then, uh, we're going to speak with David Wesley next segment. So David Wesley will be joining us next segment to talk about the Pels. We know it's 830 on Wednesday. We know it's against the Spurs. We don't know where it will be. But the Pels took a step closer to making sure it would take place over there next to the Caesar Superdome in the Smoothie King Center. One more win in the next two games. Pels do that. They host the play-in game thanks to the Spurs losing yesterday. So obviously, Spurs lose. Pels lose. It's kind of the same situation. Regardless, um, you can still handle and take care of your business. 127 to 94 was the final 
Uh, last night at the Smoothie King Center, the Spurs last night lost in Minnesota 127-121. That game was back and forth. And look, it took 49 points for Anthony Edwards and the T-Wolves for them to win that game. So, you know, again, it's one of the reasons you look at next week and it's the pop roachers. They're not going anywhere. Again, it took someone 49 points from their star in order to get a six-point win. It's going to be a tough game Wednesday. There's no other way to look at it. So it is what it is. It's the postseason, right? It's the playoffs, the play-in tournament, however you want to look at it, however you want to name it. Bottom line, it's a game after the regular season. So we'll go into that a little bit here as well and hear what the guys had to say in the locker room. So much to get into from that win, and we'll do so with David Wesley. Yesterday, though, the storyline nationally had to be not – Oh, yeah, that's right. Opening day. My Cubbies won. Cubbies won. 1-0. and I'm enjoying it. First place. I took a screenshot. It probably won't last very long. But, no, actually, the number one storyline nationally had to be Tiger Woods, right? One under par yesterday. And, look, I, you, you saw the reaction from the fans, everybody at Augusta. And I was talking and texting with Leo yesterday afternoon, and we were kind of going back and forth on, How's his leg feeling? How's he look? There were some parts there towards the end of the round that he looked like he was struggling, like he was in pain and he was hurting. But again, he's three shots off the lead. It's, it's remarkable, really. And it's why he is the needle, right? He is the needle. Hadn't played in a year and a half in a tournament. No worries. Three shots off the lead in 10th. I mean, that's, that's remarkable when you look at it from that perspective. Um, at least I feel that way, looking at it and, and imagining what it's sort of like. Michael Collins from ESPN had his take on what we saw yesterday. It was amazing. And you know what the biggest takeaway is? We know that Tiger doesn't like to talk about his injuries whatsoever when it comes to, you know, his body out there. But when he talked to Michael Leaves after his round and he kind of just, I want to say giggled, but it was, it was one of those, <laughs> one of those. And he goes, people have no idea what my team and I had to go through just to get to this point. <clears throat> Normally, Tiger doesn't talk about his body until after the fact. And the fact that he kind of led us behind the curtain there just a little bit says something about, for him, what he understood it took for him to get to this point. And even he was kind of proud of that, which he doesn't, normally doesn't let that stuff out, especially in the middle of a tournament. So even Tiger knows that what he's doing right now is above and beyond what anyone else would even attempt. So obviously let's ask the man himself, or he was asked the man himself yesterday, about his thoughts on the first round. Well, I did not have a very good warm-up at all. You know, I, I hit it awful. And uh, uh, as my dad said, um, did you accomplish your task? Did you warm up? I said, yes. Now <laughs> go, go play. And that's exactly what I did. I, you know, blocked it out. And I felt like, hey, I'm warm. Go play. Let's just go get it done. You know where to put it. Um, execute each shot. And, um, you know, as the round built, uh, you know, I was able to get into the red. Um, I got out of there and got to even par. Uh, but, you know, made made two stupid mistakes at eight back to back um loss of concentration a little bit there mm-hmm. but i fought back and um and for the day to end up in the red i'm right where i need to be as for how he's feeling and how his game was overall through that first round well th- i've been saving it you know that's just the thing you know i've came up here as a as a test run to see if i could and i was able to play 
as I said in a press conference, the 27 holes because we went and played the part three content, a uh, part three course. And, uh, you know, I, I felt good, you know, and the whole idea was to keep pushing, but keep recovering. And, you know, that's the hard part is, you know, each and every night to recover. Um, and I've been doing that. Uh, my, my team has been incredible, mm-hmm. uh, getting me ready. And I figured once the adrenaline kicks in and we get fired up and I get into my, my little world, um, I should be able to handle business. And that's the thing, really. They're showing him warming up right now. Again, he's going to be teeing off before the top of this hour. And it's really just how is he going to be able to handle the next day. I mean, again, I by no means am I comparing my gardening or anything from that nature like grass cutting to Tiger Woods getting ready for the Masters. I'm just trying to come up with ideas and ways. I guess we can all sort of relate on how a normal um, activity of physical exertion can create soreness and how you would feel the next day like you know you're you kind of can feel a little sore as you're you know ending the the you're doing the garden you know for spring which is planting and doing all that other stuff the hammies are kind of getting a little sore and by the end of the night you're like oh i might need a little, little leave or something a little tylenol and the next morning you get up and go oh my goodness i'm old right i mean get, i'm just kind of trying to think of something that we can all sort of relate to. And I think that's the thing that he's looking at. And he was asked yesterday, how is he going to feel today after playing a round of golf, walking up and down those hills at Augusta? I am as sore as I expected to feel. But it's, it was amazing to have, like I was telling the, the, the team you know, all week, it, Come game time, it'll be a different deal. You know, it'll my adrenaline will kick in. Um, I'll, I'll get into my own, my own little world and I'll, I'll get after it. And uh, it's about the the training that we've done. It's uh, to have the stamina to, to go. Um, I'm going to be sore, yes. That's just the way it is. Um, but the the training cycles that we've had to make sure that I have the stamina to to keep going. Um, and it's only one round. We got three more to go. Um, it's a long way to go, and uh, a lot of shots to be played. So we'll see how he uh, he does here in round number two. Looking forward to it and excited. Love to get your opinions on it. If you're a golf fan, if you're not a golf fan, if you just watched it here, and um, and are just interested to see what he can do. Again, uh, it would be remarkable if he's in contention after today. Meaning, a he makes the cut and he is within. Arms reach tomorrow. I mean, on Sunday, that that would be that would be remarkable. Honestly, when you look at it from that perspective. But as we said yesterday, when it comes to your Pelicans, the team taking care of business and doing what they had to do, and man, that that's the best thing about it is that it, you didn't get the sense and feeling from the get go that this team didn't come out the focus, didn't come out the energy that they needed. Head coach Willie Green was happy that for the most part. You got the rest starters in the fourth quarter. As you mentioned in the highlight I just played, there's guys you probably hadn't heard of for weeks getting out there making shots. Coach Green. No, that, that that's extremely important. That wasn't our mindset um, coming into the game is trying to rest guys. Look, we, we talked about it earlier, but Portland, Sacramento, those you know teams that are not necessarily in the play-in or playoffs, they're still going to play hard. Um, it's an NBA team, and they take pride in what they do. So – that wasn't our mindset. It was just go in and be the best that we can be tonight. And because of that, it allowed us to, to be able to get guys out the game early. 
which, which is awesome uh, to look at it. And, look, in that game, there were some other plays as well that really stood out. The, the team overall did what they had to do, but collectively the team had 15 steals in this game. I mean, I, I you have to, you know, talk about that. 15 steals in, in this game, which is remarkable Um, when you look at it. And not only do you have the 15 steals, you have the lone block shot there, and that block shot was Herb Jones coming from the paint, blocking a shot on the left wing, and just going down the lane and laying it in. I mean, it, it was an incredible play that you just keep watching this guy do things. And, uh, you know, I was texting somebody during the game, like, he's a reason to co- to watch, to show up to watch. And, and it's on a defensive side. It's a defensive purpose. Like, it's crazy. But he's a reason to turn the game on and see what he does defensively. Now Luzada drives on Herb. Underneath the hoop, kicking in the corner. Brown, extra pass. Wait! Blocked by Herb! Into the backcourt! He's got it! He will lay it in! Do it all, Herb Jones! Smoke him, Herb. Smoke him if you got him. He blocked it from the backcourt into the front court. You tell me that's not an all-NBA defensive player. And the crowd standing on their feet for this team. That's up 15. They should be. Not on Herb. I mean, do you hear the crowd? That's not a dunk. <laughs> that's not a put back off the glass. That is a block or a blocked three that turns into a layup. It's incredible when you think of not only that play, but the reaction the crowd gets. I love it. That, that That's buy-in. That's a crowd that's knowledgeable. That's a crowd that's understanding the game, getting ready for every possession, that defense matters. I mean, that's listen to that crowd. It's incredible. Here's Coach Green on the Incredible. Floor. Incredible. Every time Herb touches the floor, he does something to amaze me. Um, and it was just his instincts to be able to rotate, help, get back to a shooter, block it, then go down and lay the ball up on the other end. It was incredible. To to that, was, like, was that his guy or was he just recognizing there was a shooter on the floor? I saw he was rotating because I think Jackson had come over, CJ was in a corner. Like I was trying to figure that out looking through it. I don't think that was his guy, but I, it's just Herb. Like, he puts out the fire. Wherever it is, he, he stopped the ball. They threw it back to a guy on the wing. He went and just contested the shot. But that's that's who he is. He he just continues to play. Uh, he's tough as nails. Incredible. We'll take a quick break. David Wesley will join us. Valley Sports, the pregame, postgame, of course, with Aaron and company. We'll get his perspective here as well. Just how hard, actually, was it and is it to do what the Pelicans have done this year? He's played in the league. You know him. So let's ask when we come back. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. You're home for Pelicans basketball. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you were pregnant while working in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral 
cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. Family 2212725. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope, Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Can we talk? talk sports? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Now Luzada drives on Herb. Underneath the hoop, kicking in the corner. Brown, extra pass. Wait! Blocked by Herb! Into the backcourt! He's got it! He will lay it in! Do it all, Herb Jones! Smoke him, Herb! Smoke him if you got him! He blocked it from the backcourt into the front court. You tell me that's not an all-NBA defensive player. And the crowd standing on their feet for this team, that's up 15, they should be. Not on Herb. Todd Graffinini and, of course, John DeShazer right here on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. We bring in Mr. David Wesley at Senior David Wesley Ford, a way to follow on Twitter. And, of course, you see him over on Bally Sports. Man, that is... One of those plays, and you heard the crowd, obviously you're there and you're seeing it. It's just, are you surprised by what this guy still does? Coach Willie Green says he still is. I, I'm, I'm, I, he's amazing. Uh, to, to have this kind of feel for the defensive side of the basketball, it's, it's one of the slower parts of understanding all the schemes and rotations and things like that. He's, he's, he just has a natural knack, and when you have that natural feel for the defense, it's less thinking and more reacting. You see it coming, you anticipate it coming, and he makes plays on the defensive end that, that would definitely put him on all-NBA defensive team. Not rookie defensive team, uh, all-NBA defensive team, and he deserves it. He is incredibly, incredibly talented on that side of the ball. David, when you're speaking specifically about that team, you're talking about some big-time players. You've played against some of those guys that have been in those teams in the past. Uh, what is, who does he remind you of? Obviously, like, I think of players that were just defensive guys like Bowen and things of that nature, but does he remind you of anybody? Or is he kind of creating his own style of how he plays defense? I think he's creating his own style, um, you know, because he has the long arms, um, he has great size. You know, he's not, he's not big as in, uh, weight, but he's, you know, he's not, he's not a uh, small guy. So he can guard one through four 
and, and still be effective uh, with his reach and, and long arms. Um, I don't know who I would compare him to, mm-hmm. but I do think he's better than a lot of the defenders that get credit for being great defenders because they get a lot of steals. He plays great position. He's cutting people off. He's contesting shots. He's not playing passing lanes, even though he's playing passing lanes. You rarely see him go for a steal, and he's out of position. His steals are guys driving by him, uh, you know, and he's the secondary defender. He can reach in and get a steal. Him getting into position, getting a steal on his guy. Um, Somebody making a bad long pass, he reads it, gets the steal. But he's not gambling out at half court, leaving his team – um, outman because he went for a steal and didn't get it. His his steals are really good, and his deflections. He gets, we don't even talk about his deflections. He's third in deflections. <laughs> Those disrupt offenses. Mm-hmm. He just. I, I don't know who I would compare him to. It's incredible when you think. Yesterday we saw the graphic on the broadcast. Man, tied AD right with steals, 187 in a single season. And you know, I think of great defenders, David. I think of physicality. I th- I do that. But when I Think of him and the way he plays. It's what you just said. It's the angles. It's getting in the spots and moving his feet. He's not trying to just body you up sort of, um, you know, style, which I think is sort of remarkable. But, you know, he's just one of these stories this year, David. We can talk for an hour about all of the different guys that have done something. Jackson Hayes taking that step. Alvarado taking advantage of this. Trey Murphy taking advantage. Like all those things. So, I'd rather ask you a broad question. How difficult was it and is it what the Pels have done with what Willie Green had to come into from the start to now, from a player's perspective that's been in that locker room? It is so close to impossible, and the only reason you can't say it's impossible because obviously this team has done it, but it's so close to impossible because when you're 1-12, when you win only six games in your first you know, month and a half, right. you know, it, it's 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 the locker room that becomes the problem. It becomes between teammate versus teammate. It becomes um, dysfunctional. And because Willie's demeanor, his approach, how he treats these young players like men, treats them like he would want to be coached, treats them like he would want to be talked to, he kept a sinking ship. From going down, they plugged the holes. They 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 figured out some things, and they and they're and they're making it to shore because they had the right captain calling the shots, moving the right pieces. You know, I mean, it wasn't until late in the year when when Jackson started playing a little bit better right. that he gets in the starting lineup, and that is unconventional. Only Cleveland is the only other team that plays two bigs like that. So. You know, just having that, you know, and, and I'm talking Willie Green, I'm talking about his whole coaching staff, the conversations that they're having, him being able to not only coach his team but listen to the people around him that will allow him to make the right changes and, and, and get the people where they need to go. So um, you're saying impossible. It's next to that because a lot of times there's so many things with injuries and guys not getting along. I mean mm-hmm. – and I'll point to this, and this is this might be the most this might be one of the most incredible things I've seen in my years of playing, watching, and even calling games. When they traded um, Josh Hart and Nikhil Alexander Walker, 
Most players are already on the plane going to their next team. Most players are sitting at home cussing out the organization, the GM, the coach. I hate all of them. Those two players came and sat on the front row of the, of the, of, of the team that just traded them. And when the game was over, the whole team ran over and showed them love. I, I've never seen anything like that, but I think it speaks to what this organization has, where it's come, full mm-hmm. circle, you know, because you don't have disgruntled people. Billy, um, Billy Hernan Gomez, he may not play 10 games. He may not play 15 games. But when he plays, his attitude is great. His teammates love him. He, he goes out there and he produces. And, I mean, when he was, when he was playing a lot, or like I want to say in January, he was very productive. I mean, double-doubles almost every night. And then he doesn't play for a month, nine games, whatever it was. But he comes back, great attitude, comes to work every day, works hard at it. That, that is not easy to do, and that says a lot to what this coaching staff and his organization has done. 17 and 14 for him last night, 7 for 7 from the free throw line. You're absolutely right with him, with Bill. He just, he's just uh, he's productive. When he steps on yes. the court, he's productive. <laughs> that's productive. the best way to say it. He's just productive. <laughs> he's just productive. Uh, when you look at it like that, look, Trey Murphy finding confidence. Because I think winning's contagious, right? Confidence can be as well as the player, huh, David? Absolutely. And, and, and I think, you know, when you have a coach that speaks confidence to you, not putting you down, not telling you what you can't do, just what you need to do to get minutes, get on the floor, get, mm-hmm. get into the rotation. Um, and, and these guys have bought in, you know, you, you hear all the time about, you know, he's lost the locker room. I can't, you know, he, he, the guys aren't hearing him. He's got to go kind of thing. Well, in this case, a lot of times when you're losing, that is the case. You know, all of a sudden everybody's got their own idea and their own plan and everybody's doing something different. Well, in in all these guys' cases, they're 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 still in. They're still locked in and and you know, uh, you take a guy like uh Trey Murphy going back and forth to the G League. I'm sure there's not an NBA player who wants to go down to the G League. I'm pretty positive that is not a fun thing to do. Mhm. You take your you, you take your assignment. You go do it. You go do it hard. And he's played really well every time he's gone down to the G League, putting up big numbers. Well, that 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 instills some confidence. Then you come back, and of course, you're letting these players know you're going down to the G League, not because this is a demotion. This is not a punishment. I want to get you some reps. So when you say it like that, okay, I'm gonna go down and get some reps. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back in two days. They come back, and I think. For Trey Murphy, it helped him understand the speed of defenders to get his shot off. Mm. A lot of times, that is the hardest thing to to get used to. You come off a, you come out of college, and you just you can get anywhere you want. You can get any shots you want. You can do all the things, and now you get to this league, and guys are longer, faster, stronger, big as you, taller than you, that are guarding you. You, you get a little, you know, you got you got to figure that out again, and. It's taken him a while, but to say that he's pretty much got a grasp of that in his rookie year, now he can look forward to next year with that comfort and confidence that I can come back and be effective, and I I think he will. Speak with David Wesley, Bally Sports, and that's what I'm so excited about, David, is that 
it, you're taking steps, you're pointing in the right direction, and I can't wait to see what you're going to see next year. So many of these spots already locked up and signed up, and they're just going to get better, but you still got some business at hand here. And the last time we had you on the show, we asked you about, you know, who's the, the, the arch nemesis, the rival, and how the graph calls them the pop roaches. Well, we're playing San Antonio on Wednesday, and it took 49 from Anthony Edwards, David, to beat him last night. I mean, yes. they're just a tough matchup. So, for the people listening, what are we going to see on Wednesday, man? We're 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 going to see a battle, um, and both teams are going to go uh, extremely hard. There's going to be a uh, probably a very close game. I don't expect any any blowouts or any one sided. Uh, I don't expect a one sided game. Um, and of course, uh, the John T. Murray, uh, what a talent he is. So, um, but I, I think the defense that the Pelicans are capable of playing, I think the style of basketball, if they get the deflections and they get out in transition and can play with a pace and an urgency that, that they play with at times when they are really good. I think when you see that the Pelicans win. If you don't see that bounce in their step and that, that aggressive nature, then they're going to struggle. Um, and each and every night that they go out and they play with that bounce and that fire, they're tough. Maybe they don't win them all, but they're there at the end. If they come out slow, come out kind of unbouncy, then it could be a tough game. But, um, you know, the San Antonio Spurs are going to be well coached and ready and when you play a team this many times over and over and over, it's not about, you know, you figuring out what they're doing. You know exactly what they're doing. It's up to the team to execute, and that's what it's going to be. Who executes the best? Memphis tomorrow, Golden State on Sunday. Get one win out of those two, David, and we'll have that game at the Smoothie King Center considering they – the, the noise that was made off of a blocked shot. <laughs> I can't imagine what's going to be like. Dude, it's cra- it's crazy that people, I love it. It's, it's, it's almost like a, a team, I guess, in football, huh, David? Like, can't wait for their defense to get on the field because they're right. plays. Right. It's just, you don't see that in the NBA where there's a fan base that, and, in a, in a culture that just loves this guy for defense. Like, he scores six points or something, but they love the game. Right. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and to be that, that, um, effective to, 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 to have that kind of imprint on a game and only score eight points, it, it really, like, if you're just looking at box scores, mm-hmm. you're missing it. You know, you, you got to see him play. You got to see what he brings to the table. And you know how you go say, Hey, you got to see this guy play. And you go see him and you're like, he didn't do anything. If you go watch him and you're thinking, okay, this is a good, really good defender. You got to go watch him. Uh-huh. You're going to see why. Immediately, you're going to see why. You're going to see his rotations. You're going to see how he he covers up the ball. You're going to see how he pressures, gets through screens. He doesn't lay around on screens. He fights and plays hard every time. You just say, "Go watch him. He'll show you." Final six. Impressive. Final sixty seconds. As a former guard, what was more aggravating for you, facing a guy that you knew could play defense like he or, or like him, or a guy that you knew could maybe light it up for thirty or forty, and you had to kind of play defense? Oh, that's that's a tough one because uh, you know Garden Iverson was no picnic, um, <laughs> but you also didn't want to see that. And usually it was a guy coming off the bench that was that was going to give you the most trouble because he's going to pick you up ninety four 
and turn, you turn, you turn, you kind of like Jose Alvarado. Yeah. Um, so I can't say. Uh, both of them are kind of a, a pain, but uh, in this game, you're going you're gonna to have to deal with both. I hear you, man. Appreciate the time as always, David. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Have a good one. Uh, at Senior David Wesley Fours, where to give him a follow. And, of course, on Bally Sports, you can catch the broadcast. Pelicans need one more win, and they will host it. And, of course, you will hear those games right here in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. I want to hear from you, Pels fans, what you think of uh, this team heading in right now. They look like they're playing with some confidence. you got all these guys off the bench doing things. I'm excited. I can't wait. Let's get one more win and make sure that game's at the SKC. Quick break, and then you're up. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Ontario, Douay, Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Douay Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Douay Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. From installing a smart garage door opener, to installing a bathroom faucet, to removing a tree, the Home Depot believes you can do anything, especially the things we have how-to guides for. Visit homedepot.com for thousands of tips, workshops, and ideas for projects, big and small. The Home Depot app, how doers get more done. You're the one everyone looks to for answers. Come rain or shine, the job must get done. And you're the one who makes it happen. We get you, Jackie in Fresno, putting your employee safety first. And Manny in Chattanooga, whose local Granger team knows him by name. We're here for you and all the ones who get it done. With 24-7 customer support and access to product specialists to help you find what you need. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What would you say? Sports. sports, sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. That is. I love chatting with David, man. Again, I go back to it. I, I didn't mention it this time. I kind of felt I shouldn't. I kind of felt like every single time he comes on, I bring it up. I just, it was one of the first players that I got to cover um, when the Hornets moved over here and just, you know, seeing him and what they went through and everything. And he's, uh, it's been it's crazy to think from what 2002 to 2003 to now. I'm still a part of uh, the city and following it, and wanted to get that perspective as a former player. You know what, what you can see again. I, it's crazy when you hear that highlight. The, the, the way the place was rocking, and you know, I'm excited for the future. I really, honestly, am. I am because, like I, I've been saying the last couple of days, the hardest thing to do, they're kind of starting to get done. Changing narratives, culture, um, getting guys to buy in, and then you got to have talent. Obviously, all that's great, but can the guys do that? But 
having people play like a team can help sometimes overcome deficiencies. This team still needs, you know, some help. And they still need, obviously, what Zion can bring. Perhaps point guard play, uh, three-point shooting. There are some things they're going to work on in the offseason and try to add to and compete if you want to take on Phoenix or even Memphis and things of that nature. But you're, you're going to see, I think, this team continue to grow and get better. I, again, I said this weeks ago before where they are now. Why can't they, with a healthy Zion Williamson, be next year's bare minimum T-Wolves? But maybe Memphis. Why not? Um, and not be a play-in team. And again, ain't no shame in being a play-in team. You're, you're in, <laughs> the teams that aren't playing on Tuesday and Wednesday would rather be playing. Well, except for one, of course. You know, they, they apparently mailed it in last night. <laughs> all three of them. I need to go look that up. Jordan, send me a photo. I, I'm going to see how they looked yesterday because that's basically where we are now. What kind of outfits did they wear? You know what, Roy? <sighs> Roy Miami Super Dolphin fan. You want to know what he just sent me? He just sent me that I should be excited when it comes to the Pelicans uh, for one reason and one reason only. Roy says, I should be excited for the future of the Pelicans because the Saints going to be bad a long time. Several O's, several N's, several G's. At least you didn't put an exclamation mark, Roy, on that. Again, I just, let me tell you something. <laughs> you, you better win it all. The way you win in the offseason. And yes, they, they did sign Thomas Morstead yesterday to a one year deal. So, <laughs> as if things couldn't get worse for me. Here's a, here's a former Saint, former Falcon there too. But yeah, so Teron Armstead and now Thomas Morstead, a member of your, my, Miami Dolphins. So, there you go. And he's a Yankee fan to, to say to, to top that out as well. Letting me know that, um, my former cup, my cup, my former cubby Anthony Rizzo just hit a home run. Thank you, Roy, for just making my day so far as we get into this. 800-998-1003. If you like to chime into the conversation, so many players really stood out yesterday. And again, you heard us talking about with David Wesley, Trey Murphy, and man, let me tell you something. I, I we we saw those those glimpses. God, it seems like so long ago, right? The the summer league, and then it, it took him a bit to get there. And that's one of the reasons I love having David on, a former player. You know what what is that adjustment? We knew we we know he can shoot. So why why was he struggling to do that? And you heard him say specifically the speed of defenders coming over, how quickly you have to release that shot, and adjusting to the speed of the game from that aspect of it. Almost feel a lot of times when we talk about speed of the game, we we refer a lot to to football, right? College to the NFL, but it's the same principle. You heard David say it: size, speed, length. It's just different. That's why movement of the basketball is so important. But you know, again, listening to Trey Murphy yesterday and watching him be able to knock down shots, that kind of stuff is key. I, Yes, how CJ plays, how Brandon plays, how Jonas plays, how all those guys play in they play in, in another play in, or in the first round. All of that is going to matter whether or not they win. But you're not winning a play in game or playoff game without the other guys coming off the bench for those minutes, stepping in and doing something. You know, that's just not how it works. 
And I don't know. It was nice to see yesterday. Brown, little stutter step on Jose, and Najee picked his pocket. Ball on the deck. Jose on the deck. He got it out to Larry Nance. Get it over to Trey. Pull up left side. Three, Barry. Trey, BN. That's a Trey, Trey. I'm on a mission to get him to change his number to 33. I like that. And Willie Green yesterday at the end of the game touched on the importance is what I'm bringing up, too. You're guys getting confidence, gaining confidence, being productive off the bench right now. You're going to need them next week and moving forward. That That's a key aspect. Extremely important um, for our group that our bench continues to come in and play up tempo, keep the game simple, make the right plays. It was beautiful to watch. Speaking of beautiful to watch, it's incredible. Tiger Woods was on the practice green, literally practicing a putt. And then I guess he, he must have said, you're up. <laughs> and he literally just walks through a little area that's cleared, surrounded by fans. They're at least 15 deep, and he walks right over to the first tee. So literally there is a countdown on the bottom left of the screen, 37 seconds, 36 seconds, and counting until he tees off. They are uh, – you, you think he's not the needle? They are counting down, literally. There's a graphic. Until he tees off. 800-998-1003. Shane, thank you for calling the Sports Hangover. How are you, sir? Good. How you doing on this beautiful day? Man, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's gorgeous. Yeah, I'm sitting in the deep with the top off. Oh. Dude, my wife would love one of those things. I'm just happy I got, like, the panoramic sunroof in the new car and all that stuff, you know, with the kid. But she would love that. We rented, we went to Phoenix, uh, uh, a pony. And, you know, I used to have a pony before I got married and, you know, needed a kid and, I understand now with the whole, you know, car seat and the Mustang is not happening. So, but I had a convertible. I liked it. It was nice, but my goodness, it was small. And I was like, you know, the Jeep may not be something. She just smacked my arm. She's like, I told you I've been wanting one of those Jeeps. Take the door, take the roof, take the, everything out. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. We'll, we'll plan oh, for it. Well, I hadn't talked to you in a couple of weeks, man. I had so much to say. I've been trying to call and hadn't been able to get through. I, I I heard the the Jordan Collada interview the other day with yep. with the with the with the, uh Zion stepdad. Yep. Lee Anderson. Mm-hmm. Lee Anderson said, and I tell me if I'm wrong. I think I heard him say this. I think he said the doctors have given the team the thumbs up to move forward, and I just hope they don't make the same mistake that they made that first year mm-hmm. and baby him and. Because I think that's where some of the frustration started, where he felt he was ready and they wouldn't put him out there to play. And I think that's where some of the frustration started. And and with every injury, they babied him back and babied him back, and he was ready to play, and they wouldn't right. let him play. I think that's where some of the – and I just hope they don't make that mistake. If he's ready to play or ready to try to play, I don't care if it's one game playing and he loses and he plays 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but – just give him a shot to run out there and, and just is not for nothing just to pacify him by giving him an opportunity to get on the floor. Well, I'll say this. The reports this week, and including I think even yesterday, is progressing and doing more and more things. Um, three on three to five on five to, to full court against, you know, the coaching staff and things of that nature. So I think – Physically, obviously, you're you're not going to be moving on that. And, and again, yesterday, report was he's doing five on five like work and controlled scrimmages. So, to Lee right. Anderson's point, clearly the doctors have said you're good. Now it's about 
in all honesty, Shane, conditioning. And I'm not talking about, you know, did he have too many pizzas? I'm talking about, you know, can you run up and down the court? Can you, you know, get into that shape that you're going to need? Because that, you know, getting ready for his return in January is one thing, you know, a couple of years ago. Getting ready to come into playoff atmosphere or playoff action or the kind of shape you're going to need now, it's different, right? Because, I mean, obviously post-All-Star break, I mean, everything goes to another level, right? I mean, playoff caliber type ball. So, but the fact that he is now doing controlled scrimmages, five on five work, doing those things, that's awesome. Look, man, I, it's like I've been telling this to people, but when you literally haven't played for a whole season, that's, let, let's just go to football. You know what I mean? Like, what would be the realistic impact immediately of Michael Thomas coming in and, you know, game 13 of 17? You know, it's just, it's going to be a bit. And you want to make sure that you don't hurt anything else by trying to ramp up. That's the other aspect of it. I, I think that's part of the caution, right, Shane, is trying to come up. You, you haven't used those glutes. You haven't used the hamstrings. You haven't used, um, you know, some of those muscles, man, that are sore after you and I went go say go play a pickup game at the Y or something, man. You know, we're going to be sore the next day. So he needs to go through a scrimmage or two and then wake up the next morning. How are you feeling? And, and and get back to where your body understands and can play through that soreness, you know? If not, and you I can hurt something else. You, yeah. When when the Lakers got eliminated, was Anthony Davis crying on a bench? Wasn't somebody consoling him? Were those real tears he was crying on a bench? <sighs> you know, L.A. is known for – a lot of drama and you know dramatization. I think what I was, <laughs> I would say dramatization. You know, um, but what's no, going I, on with the hair? Like I said, they uh they do a fine job of making sure they look a certain way and look very good. On oh, the he's dressed to the T. I, I I admire him for for his style. I look. But, I mean, I mean, Shane, I, I say it all the time. He's LeBron's accessory. I mean, he really is. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> He is the Louis Vuitton purse, man. I mean, he is, uh, you know, oh, yeah. he's, he's got to, he's got to play the part, dude. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Shane. Right. Good, good call, hey, man, call you have a good week, weekend, buddy. dude. Have a good weekend. Are you? 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, let's hear from the intern. I'm surprised he will answer my Zoom. He may not. It's too gorgeous a day. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him if he said nope. Went out in his backyard and looked at Lake Poncha Train. Some sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. 
Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Always on the run and short on cash? With the State Bank and Trust Company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any State Bank and Trust location for all the details. State Bank and Trust Company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. So Tiger Woods, hard. The first hole yesterday, as the intern joins us, Jordan Kleber, J.D. Kleber on Twitter. He's got some work to do on that. The tee shot went into the trees. The second shot, or did it go into, no, it's in the bunker, because this is the second shot. Okay, so... It won in the trees. It actually went into the bunker. But he's got some work to do to try to get it up there. It is a par four. So he's on his second shot. It's got to somehow find its way onto the green, Jordan. And uh, we'll see what happens here. Again, first hole, one under. The leader is at four under still. So we'll keep you posted as he tries to hit it out of the bunker. Jordan, are you good on bunker shots? I know you love to play your golf. Uh, you know, I actually went not too long ago and I was in the bunker and I probably hit the ball 10 times before getting out. Oh, you mean, okay. So you hit a lot of, uh, a lot of sand, huh? A lot, I had a bunch of sand. <laughs> well, this one, um, misses the green to the right. So he's now going to have to hit one heck of a shot here to try to even remotely save for par. As again, the, you got two players leading the way at four under. Jordan, just overall, when when you think of what, you know, he was able to do and really with the Masters and everything going on, man, it, it's just crazy to, to sort of think that considering that, you know, you like to go out there every now and then. I'm going to start going back out out there here. Not a good yeah, season, sure is there. No, I am. I am. I'm going to try to get out there. i got to just got to get clubs and, you know, shoes and everything else. But, but uh, I'm looking forward to our, you know, our tournament maybe. Well, we'll do yeah, something. Yeah, when – when... I mean, keep t- saying this. When are you, me, Daniel, and Todd going to go out and hit well, the links? Well, you know, I, we, we were talking with uh, Mr. Scott from Katie's uh, for the final four. And, you know, Brother Martin's got a little tournament coming up in May. Again, Gus, I can't yeah. go out to that. It's a Brother Martin tournament. Well, I, well, I mean, you can. You're more than welcome to. I mean, you know, somebody's got a caddy. Yeah, well, I was going to say somebody's got a caddy. I knew for exactly me. where you were going. That's... Go get a golf cart. No. By the way, that's another topic that's well, going to get really? by Todd Rage. Okay. They should all professional athletes to be on a golf cart. That's what you feel. All golfers. Jason, thank you for calling the Sports Hangover. How are you? 
Hey, good. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. What you got for us? Uh, nothing. Just a quick comment. Uh, yeah. One personal comment. Uh, I'm originally from California. So seeing what's happening to the Lakers this past season has been awesome for me. Um, <laughs> <That's>, uh, and then <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> it's making fun of my family and all that. Uh, second comment was in terms of Zion. I mean, obviously, TV ratings, they want him on, back on the court as soon as possible for the playoffs and all that. Um, I personally would like to see this team see how they go. So whatever, whoever they play, see what, how the seven-game uh, seven series goes if they get to that point. And then, you know, build that chemistry and kind of go from there. Because, I mean, Zion's kind of, obviously, it's no surprise. I mean, it's no uh, secret how much of a plug-and-play player he is. It's always been how can they play around him, right? So I think this could be a you know, great opportunity to see something like that, something serious. That's all. Jason, you bring up a good point because that's kind of one of the things that I've noticed. And, and Jordan, feel free to chime in on this about if you put in Zion to the chemistry you're seeing on the court right now, how will it affect it? And I, I think there, I, I, you know, I can understand that and I can feel that for a second. But Jason, you bring up a good point. When you go back to January of a couple of years ago when he did come back and even when he was healthy, he can get his points. It almost feels like, doesn't it, guys? Based off of what else is going to, going on, whether it's the put back, you know, for missed shots, or you know, they pass him the ball in the block or something of that nature, or just driving to the rim. I I don't feel like per se he's a guard that needs shots to get going, or you need to run action for them, or Steph Curry, where you know you're gonna try to have him run through four or five screens. I I almost feel to your point, Jason, you could probably throw him out there for a couple of minutes and. He's going to be somewhat productive well, on there, right, Jordan? I mean, because yeah. I, I think well, he's a guy that lives in the paint. I'm not worried about his offense at all. I'm worried about his defense, if anything. Well, I right. mean, that's the, the well, thing that I'm concerned with uh, is, all right. And we did see those gaps when he came back. And we this, saw I mean, you saw yeah. her kind of helped out some other players that, you know, forgot their assignment last night with the block. Um, but that can't be happening every single time if Zion is on the court because – if I remember correctly, there was a lot of times where there was a wide-open three-point shot on Zion's guy, and um, I feel like that we'd see that a lot. So that's something that I would be concerned about if he did, did come back at this point. Um, but, no, offensively, I think he would be just fine, and he'd fit in perfectly with everything that Willie Green has implemented. Uh, Jason, at the very least, right, it's going to create a buzz, and, and if anything, it forces other opposing teams to have to now plan and contend for that. And, look, you go back to a couple of games – whether it's the Clippers or even in games that they did wind up winning the Lakers and and the Blazers on that road trip. And having a guy like him is just – they need some offense on certain nights. I mean, last night everything worked, right, Jason? Last night everything went yeah. in. I mean, literally, you, you had a guy that I guarantee you people were like, who is Jared Harper? You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's like, yeah, when yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. dropping shots and, and stuff, I mean – everyone's like, okay, so that was just one of those nights. But for the most part, this team isn't a consistent three-point shooting team. Sometimes that offense gets going. Sometimes it doesn't. So I'm with you, Jason. Plug him in if he's healthy and he can go. See what kind of minutes he has. And you never know. There might still be a very real possibility that, you know, you see him next week. I mean, what's his minute per uh, points per minute rate? It's got to be right at one, right? So even if you get about 15 minutes out of him, I'm pretty sure that will make a decent impact. Well, look, again, it, at, at the very least, I don't know, if he comes out on a court, right, crowd goes bananas, they they get down on the half court, you, you throw the ball into the low block. I mean, he's four to five feet away. You, you're hoping he can at least do something there or gets fouled and goes to the free throw line. Right? I mean, he's got to be able to do that, I think, don't you? Oh, yeah, exactly. So 
So, yeah, I definitely, like I said, it's I, I'm, I'd love to see him either way. If not, I kind of enjoy seeing what we're seeing, watching right now. So uh, I'm kind of impartial, but I know it's, it's just a debate and excited to see whatever happens. So uh, that's all. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, appreciate the phone call. Jason from Henry. Uh, Jordan, what else you got for us today, man? Your questions of the day, buddy. Yeah, so it's, it was something that we were talking about. I mean, both things that we've already touched on. Yeah. The first one is give us your thoughts on the Pelicans defeating the Blazers, the final score being 127 to 94. And then also, like we mentioned at the beginning of the segment, how impressive was Tiger's start to the Masters? So you could comment at ESPN Radio NOLA over on Twitter or call in 800-998-1003 and Buddy will take your phone call. WD4L on Twitter, really a big fan of John DeShazer's call. Smoke them herbs, herb if you got them. Is how he hears it, Jordan. That's how he hears that that radio call. <laughs> Ryan a mile high, dude. All I'm saying is it, it's incredible. I mean, when it, it's sometimes hard, obviously, to hear. You can hear the crowd on mics and on radio calls and things of that nature, but I mean, you you could just hear seconds after the play. You know what I'm saying, Jordan? Like sometimes when the three goes in, you'll hear three, and the crowd goes like that. Or after a dunk, the, the big explosion. But the crowd like comes alive in that highlight, that audio highlight after Herb lays it in, you know, and, and it, and it like c- continues to elevate and, and get louder, you know, seconds after like he's, you know, the play's over. They're just, they call timeout. It, like the place is just, yeah, it, it's just awesome to, to sort of see. You know what that, that I, guy it's, it, on defense on defense. It's nuts. I, I, it's it's like we you know kind of been saying the past couple of years. I mean you you win and they will come and that's kind of what it's like. I mean Saints when they started winning, hey everybody was showing up. Pelicans, oh, if you wow. start winning, as we saw twenty eighteen season, you win, you're gonna have a, a sold out Smoothie King Center for a playoff game. So now that you're in meaningful games, you're you probably going to see a lot of bandwagon fans, but for the most part, you're going to see a lot of people in, like really get invested in this team. Just um, what, what's what's happened at the beginning of the season. Jordan, the beginning. I'm going to have to uh, cut you off now, and I see you're wearing your cap backwards. You're going to have to remove it for me. Why? As uh, the word has come out. Uh, well, Bill, I didn't even want to give him the time of day today. Tap seems so appropriate, doesn't it? Really does. Jordan, go ahead. Would you like to give the news on on Laboo? Very sad day for Travis. Very sad day. I mean, is it really news? I mean, you kind of figured that he was. Of course, it's news because the graph was convinced he was playing this weekend to get the scoring title. Jordan, LeBron James will not play in the final two games of the Lakers season. Do I care? Because of soreness in his left ankle, the team announcing today. So there you go. He is, um, he's not going to go for the scoring title, Jordan. I can only imagine the, the angst, the pain to the ego, to LeBron Knights out there. <laughs> is that what the LeBron fans are called? I don't even know. <laughs> I think I just made that up. I don't know. What are LeBron no, fans I mean, he's, called? He's, he's been, he's been tweeting and he's, he already said that he's going to be out. Oh. Uh. So I, I mean, do, do we really care? I mean, guys, well, I could. I mean, we, we don't. They're, that they're, is, that is part of your job, class, though. Is it is part of your job to let me know too. that we, it's we official? But it's it's part of your job. Thanks for letting us know. You know, if I didn't 
happen to see that myself. I wouldn't Who have cares? known. <laughs> I care. This isn't ESPN National. I care. It's over. This isn't ESPN National. Really this over. Is Pel- this is Pelicans. <laughs> As he uh, readjusts his backwards cap. Thank you, Jordan. We'll uh, talk again next hour, sir. All right. Talk to you later, guys. There he goes. Hour one is in the books. Hour two is next. This is the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.